That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. That's why, I mean, I'm sure that's why you like to work on your car. That's why I like to work on my car, because we are creating things we're building things yeah and this particular in this this podcast is the same thing we're creating welcome back to another episode of that don't sound right a podcast about talking we're co-hosts, Peter Billman. I'm Cecil Davis. And we're just trying to have a conversation without you using Google or fact-checking. Those kind of those things just seem to kill the conversation these days, don't they? They do. So we want to try to just talk out some different things, <laughs> some things that we discover around us in the world. And as I was walking around the Camel City studio, uh, especially over in the canteen area of the studio, I saw on the fridge this postcard, Cecil, and it says, Open Mic Comedy every Wednesday. Sign up at 8 p.m., starts at 8.30 p.m. The Brewer's Kettle in Kernersville. Yeah. So I see this thing, and I'm thinking to myself, Self, why is this on your refrigerator? Right. So you thought what? Well, I thought maybe you were just going to see. You like, Attended. you know, you are going to attend. You think yeah. open mic is fun. Yeah. So I was wondering, had you been to it? What was it like? I think I've actually been to the Brewer's Kettle before yeah. to yeah. buy a, to buy a beverage there. Yeah. But um, I didn't know about the open mic comedy. So it's a new thing. There's a there's something there's something afoot that I am not aware of yeah. that our audience. May not be aware of, and I feel well. I just feel like they need to know because it, I think it'll go along with our brand. That it doesn't sound right. <laughs> so I have not attended that um, in any way yet. No, uh, but well, why is it on your fridge? So the reason it's on my fridge is because I'm thinking about going and doing stand up. You're going to go do stand up, yeah, in a in a in a place you've never been, yes, in front of people you've never seen. I'm thinking about it. You're thinking about it, but something, <laughs> something, something tells me uh, you've done this before. Right. So the reason I'm thinking about it, I've done, I've done stand up, true stand up, twice in my life. Get out of here. Now, again, this kind of like goes back to the farm thing. I'm trying, trying to claim <laughs> anything that is not properly mine. You're a, you're a farming comedian. Is that? That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So I've done stand up twice. I did it once in college. All right. In a talent show. Okay. And I did it uh, once as an adult here in Winston-Salem. Here in Winston? In Winston-Salem, downtown. They had an open mic night. So I've probably known you in that time that you've done it. was a time that, yeah, you and I knew each other at the time, uh-huh. probably marginally. And they had an open mic night at an art gallery of all places <laughs> okay. uh, downtown. And I went and did open mic night there. All right, let's rewind a little. Let's yeah. rewind to the college days. Yeah. Was this a bet that you lost? No, no, I knew they were going to have this talent show, and so I wanted to get up and see if I could make really? people laugh. Okay. And uh, so I got up, and I did what I think most uh, true comedians do. I'm yeah. not, again, I'm not Here we claiming. Go. 
not claiming anything He's as driving it on his tractor. But uh, I remember Eddie Murphy talking about this. I got up and basically did five minutes of somebody else's material. Oh, is that right? Yeah, a comedian that I liked. You know, so I got up in front of this college group. I did this, you know, five minutes of stand up. Yeah, yeah. Went over pretty well. I did about two minutes of my own material, yeah. and I got off the stage. All right. And, uh, everybody seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, nobody told me it was bad. And I got some laughs. Um, but yeah, I just remember Eddie Murphy had a whole thing about like he would <laughs> he would say here's my tribute and he would do like another comedian's material when he was a kid and he goes that's my tribute you know <laughs> uh, so I did so that was the first one um, so when you saw it when you mm-hmm. saw the opportunity to do that mm-hmm. had you practiced on anyone before or is this something that you thought hey you know what I'm just going to go do that. Or is this something that had been brewing? I had been brewing. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was coming up, and so I prepared for it. So what kind of comedians did you like during that time? You know, this was in the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. So, you know, I was trying to think, you know, like Eddie Murphy had just kind of finished his, was kind of at his peak at about that time. So you're kind of a late night Saturday Night Live kind of guy? Well, I like like Saturday Night Live, but I like Second City better. Second City. Second City TV. So if you stayed up past Saturday Night Live. Oh, man. There, Cecil's to, going had, deep. Right. You had to wait till that went <laughs> off. And then all of a sudden on NBC, the this thing would come and run the peacock off of the screen yeah. in an animation. And then Second City TV would take over. I don't I've never heard of this. Yeah. You've seen that. You know the people from Second City. It would be, uh, so like Rick Moranis was a Second City yeah. comedian. Um there's a lot of there's a lot of comedians, and I, I'm not going to do it off the top of my head, but a lot of comedians that you know, especially that got into film, came out of Second City. No kidding. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Yeah, so it was a Chicago troupe. Okay. Uh, and so they started doing a TV show called Second SCTV. And so if you ever heard of Doug and Bob McKenzie? The McKenzie brothers. Right, the Great White North. Yeah, that's Second City TV. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so that was all done at Second City. No so, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, Second City, I uh, think, originated as like um, the improv kind of co- comedy and sketch comedy. Right. And so you have to step really late yeah. to do that. Um, so, the, so, so that was the stuff. Those were comedians I liked. The, okay. And anything that I would step and watch Carson. So anybody that was showing up on Carson, mm-hmm. Stephen Wright was popular mm-hmm. at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, even Jay Leno, he was he wasn't on the Tonight Show, but he was doing you know just right, doing stand right. up. Yeah. Uh, and there's a ton of other ones that I I mean I could they're all gone now. But um, I saw some on Instagram the other day. Some of these comedians from the '80s that you know never really hit it big, but were popular during the '80s. I'm gonna have to go and look at this. I bet you we can look up Second City and see. Some, oh yeah, yeah, some yeah. Of the stuff Second City. Did. Yeah, you can go and find their stuff. Absolutely. Oh yeah. wow. So that was kind of stuff I liked. At the time, so that's so, college. Yeah, so I tried to do that, and All then right. no, um, you didn't do it. You didn't do it anymore. No, I didn't. After that, that was it. Um, graduated from college, became a pharmacist, got married, and so just never had the opportunity. I never really sought the opportunity out. Didn't have the opportunity, I guess, to to do that. Do you remember any of the jokes that you told from the college days? I do. I remember that the the bit that I did that was the big bit was about a newspaper article that they had found that a woman had stowed away on a pirate ship. <laughs> okay. Like, in real, like, this really happened. And so the comedian was talking about what life had to be like for her <laughs> on, the on the pirate ship, <laughs> disguised as a man. Like, she was, she lived out her life as a, this pirate, and so she's disguised, but how hard that had to be, like, living in disguise on a pirate ship. 
And so that was the whole bit. I got you. And so then I did a couple minutes of my own material, just about like observational stuff. And then that was it. Man. Got off the stage. I'm telling you, I thought you were a farmer, and now <laughs> you're a comedian, and I had no idea. Now, so, I, I do, you know, you do like to tell jokes. Yeah. I do, I do know that about you, right. and I do, you know, recognize and hear your jokes all right. the time. And fast forward to how mm. many years now on the next time you did stand up. Yeah, so, you know, I was probably in my early 20s. And okay. so probably I'm in my late 30s when I do it the next time. All right. For this open, now, uh, so I do this open mic night here in Winston. Um, this is all my material at this point. Is that right? So, yeah, so I've come up with like about five minutes. You had to have, I think, five minutes. All right. So I've got five minutes of my own material. I get in line, I'm signing up, and there's some actual real comedians in line. <laughs> There. All right, all right. Like this one guy in front of me is a prop comedian. Uh huh. All right. And so he's got. I mean, he's, he's got stuff. And so I'm talking to him. I'm like, because I just thought it'd be a bunch of like Not amateurs. Me. Yeah. <laughs> and no, there's like a couple of people that are like real, like really in yeah, to yeah, doing this. Right. And so I'm like, man, this I've got to really perform. Yeah. You know. And so, uh, so I get up, I do my five minutes, and um, I think I'm one of the first ones to go because I'm I'm really truly amateur. Okay. All right. And uh, and I do my five minutes. I get a few guffaws and off the stage. No man. kidding. Yeah. All right. So what what kind of material is this? What was this? You know, I, I've got material? it written down somewhere. I've got to go back and find it. Uh, again, I think it was just observe. Oh, I remember what it was. Now that I say that, it was. Um, before we do that, yeah. Before you tell me, tell me some words of wisdom. I think you've learned some things from this. Yeah. I mean, so I think words of wisdom are: if, if you want to do something like this, don't don't be afraid to do it. Go do it. Go try it. So evidently, you can go do this. Right. So, so this is why this is here. So there was another place in High Point after I did the one in Winston-Salem that had an open mic night. Yeah. And I got the brochure for it. And before I could get my nerve up to go try it again, they closed. Ah. And so the other day, I saw this at the Brewer's Cut. And I was like, yeah. oh, well, this might be my chance to go back and try it again. Are you going to reuse that material? No. Okay, so tell me, let's go ahead and, go ahead and tell me what the, your material was. Yeah, the stuff I already did was probably, I think it was largely around Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay. There was something happening in Winston uh-huh. that that time and I kind of built off of that um, like in just observational stuff again all right yeah so um, yeah so now I'm trying I'm getting my nerve up I'd have to create I've got stuff written down Do but you? I'd have to create a whole new uh, set. So how do you go about writing material as a comedian to do a, to do a bit oh me yeah how do you do well it? I mean I'm not you know I'm just, I mean you know me I don't I you know, I, I've seen how comedians do it, just like through documentaries. But right. I just like jot down stuff I think's funny. Okay. And then hang on to it, and and then, uh, but you know, real comedians, from what I've seen, yeah, you know, they'll go and test their material on the road in small clubs. You know, uh, then you know they'll talk about having like a tight five minutes, but they you know it may take them weeks and weeks and weeks to build that five minutes to right. where it's really a funny. And I can do them like an hour. You know, like an hour on Comedy Central or something, that's incredible to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. No just to make somebody laugh. Right. You know, and then I've seen comedians, yeah, I've been to shows where, like concert shows, like Steve Martin would make you laugh for two hours. Right, right, right. You know, and he would do it in front of stadiums right. full of people in the 70s. And uh, that's just, just incredible. That's that next level, that. right? Yeah, that's there. just next level. Yeah. I mean, for me, if you could do it for, if I could sustain it for three minutes, 
that would be good. Are you a storyteller? Yeah, I think I'd probably do stories. And do you make fun of yourself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What, what, how do you make fun of yourself? The uh, on stage. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I would do. Now, I mean, it's been so long. I don't know what I would. I don't know what I would do, unless I do just a lot of older dad kind of jokes. Right. That which I kind of peg you on, right? I, <laughs> I kind of get the dad jokes from you. Well, there was actually a comedy school in North Carolina um, at a comedy club, and it was great because the the when you pulled up the application, I was looking at it, and it said, "You are not funny." <laughs> And it says, your friends have told you that you're funny, your co-workers have told you that you're funny, but we are here to tell you that you are not funny. But if you have extra $500 laying around and just want to blow it, then fill out this application. And kind of, I mean, they were very upfront right, saying, right. like, you're, you, I know you think you're funny, but you're not funny. And I, I think it's really hard to that's, be that's, that's brutally funny. Honest, right? yeah. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, my favorite comedian, well, not my favorite comedian, the comedian I, I like right now is Nate Bergazzi. Okay. And um, and he, uh, you know, he's just does very observational uh, humor. But, man, you know, just to come up with that much material and to be like that, it's, I just think there's a real talent to that. Yeah. No. Yeah, and it's, you know, I just think it's... So when are you going on? When are you going on? Are we going? Uh, see, I have do to we need, come up with do, something. Do we now. need to do a live episode at the Brewers? <laughs> at the Brewers Kettle, and then follow up with you watching you uh, go for it. Go for it on the uh, open mic night. Well, see, now we've done this as a podcast. You know, this puts me further out there of having to actually go and do this. Now. Yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much. So, but the, uh, with I, ten thousand downloads, well, the you expectations know, are. Uh, the, they're high, man. They're yeah. just, just go out there. The pod- you, you can, hey, you can always fall back on the podcast. Right. <laughs> I need to follow my own. I need to follow my own advice. Exactly. And uh, go and do this. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, we'll have to wait and see All how right. I come up with material. But I think the podcast has become this outlet for me. Oh, is that right? Yeah. How so? Just because we get we get to talk. I mean, okay. is it an outlet for you? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Do you feel like it's a creative outlet for you? It, it very much so. Yeah. Not one that I'm going to get paid a lot for. But I just love coming here and talking with you, right? And thinking of how we can make the show better. Yeah, thinking of different topics. Yeah, thinking about the audience, trying to relate to the audience. Make yeah. sure we tell stories that all of our everyone in our audience can relate to somehow. Yeah, what's it like for you to get up on stage, for instance? Right. What's it like? Well, it's uh, it's terrifying. Is it still terrifying? Oh yeah, to get up on stage, yeah. like for like to speak, mm-hmm. like at work or anywhere. I, I'm not afraid to speak in front of people, right? But to get up there and think that you've got to make somebody laugh, right? That uh, sounds like a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure for that, and I really think that it's really how people control the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like you can see people that aren't necessarily that funny that really do handle a crowd well, right? And can and can make people laugh or. And so, you know, I you know sometimes at church I try to make people laugh before I, I do. I think I you do. do a good job. Yeah. I think I usually find myself laughing, <laughs> not at you, but with you yeah, right. as you tell a story right. or tell an experience. Right. And so, um, you know, I don't. You know, I I feel like I do that. I mean, part of that is for me, but I think part of it makes things more relatable. Yeah. You know, when you when people. Wow. Sure. When you do you describe yourself going down the stairs, <laughs> falling down the stairs. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think I'm a 
comedian. I mean, I don't think I, I, I that that comedy school thing really made me think. You, know, you <laughs> your coworkers have told you you're funny. You know, you're only so funny if you're. That's if right. That's They're telling you. Right. That's right. Yeah, I just think like I watched the. Have you ever seen the documentary that Seinfeld did? Where he shows his process behind. Oh no! I mean, it it's a lot of work. It where they're especially like for a guy like him who's very methodical, mm-hmm. and he's key. You know, he's kept all of his jokes written down, and um, you know, they just very methodically build sets over time. Man, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it really is. That's great. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's just methodical, and um, I don't think every comedian's like that, but I th- you know, it was interesting to see his process, right? And I've watched other people where, like, I've seen Nate Bergazzi go on stage with a notebook in a smaller club, and you know, he can see him making notes as he's doing the jokes. Yeah. What's working, what's not working. All right. I don't, think I, I don't think I've listened to Nate. Yeah, but he's not doing it. He's not doing the note thing, in a, you know, when he's doing the a Netflix no, no, special. Right, right, but, yeah, when you, right. but I've seen him in small clubs where you can, you know, he's, he's working out thing. material. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So I'd have to go and, you know, try to work out material. I think you got some. Yeah. You know, I... One of the I just recently told the story mm. again to some friends about your rookie lap leader, the rookie <laughs> lap leader story. Now that wasn't a joke, right? Right. But that was a story that was really, really funny. Yeah. Well, Jerry Clower, a comedian that like, yeah. Uh, you know, he used to say he wasn't a comedian; he just told stories. Yeah. Funny. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the one. So I will tell you one thing that's had been in the back of my mind for a while. Yeah. That I thought would be a great comedy bit. All right. I don't want to blow the show, the uh, the stand up, but uh, can you imagine like when, when they tried to name the streets in North Carolina uh, for the nine one one system? Okay. You know, like so they had to go out, especially in the rural areas. Right. Where oh, going, yeah, yeah, everything so was every, rural routes. Yeah, everything was rural routes. Right. But you had to name every road when you yeah. put nine one one in. Yeah. Because you have to know. Where you're going? All right. And no, so, I, didn't, I never really thought about that. Right. And so, if you look, you know, there's a lot of like Davis Street or yes. or, or Grandpa Street or or uh, you know, people just named it whatever they thought of right. when the person came around. Okay. You know, okay. so especially if you get out in the country a little bit, you start seeing like you know. Wait a minute! Streets. You're from the suburbs. No, no, no. I'm saying if you're just driving out <laughs> in the no, country. No, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, so like, yeah, inside the suburb, like here yeah, where we live, here. you know, they named everything after Sherwood. Sure, sure yeah, and right. so, or you go into like um, something where everything's named after a tree, you know, yeah. Birch Lane. But you right. get out in the country a little bit, and all of a sudden you start seeing people's names or this family John hill, Davis Road, or John right. Davis Road, or whatever. So I just got to imagine this guy walking around with a you know pen and paper, and you know he kind of you know just knocks on the door and he's. To name the street, and the guy goes, "Can we name it Earnhardt Boulevard?" <laughs> and he's going, "No, that's already taken." <laughs> people tried to do that thirty, you know, tried to, every single house he came to. Can we do Earnhardt Boulevard? No street, no avenue, no. It's all taken. So that's my. Uh, I got that's you. the bit. All right. Yeah, that's the. Uh, so all I've got to do is build that into. Five minutes. Five minutes. You can do it. Got it. It made you laugh. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, at least I got off a little. Hey, a little, man. I, off to a little bit of a good Hey, start. I'm your friend. I tell you you're funny, just like your coworkers do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we should do it. But do you like? Uh, it's interesting I, it, that we've never really talked about this. But you, you think this is artistic outlet for like an artistic side? I mean, you also design things, right? You have a you have a creative job, even though it's. Being an engineer is very methodical. Mm-hmm. 
you also have a creative side to your job where you're yes. creating. Do you enjoy that side of your job? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gives me a lot of satisfaction. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I always thought about when I thought about changing jobs mm. was what was I created to mm. do? Mm. And it was very, it was, I don't know, something, it was just very clear to me that um, I felt a lot of pleasure and satisfaction in creating something. Right. And as an engineer, you get, like you said, it's very methodical, but at the end of the day, you've created something. So there's, there's things on the road today I see drive by and say, I did that. Right. It's still, and they're still on the road today. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I'm sure that's why you like to work on your car. It's why I like to work on my car because yeah. we are creating things. We're building things. Yeah. And this particular, in this, this podcast is the same thing. We're creating something that gives us joy to do. Mm-hmm. But it also gives other people joy to do, yeah. or joy something for them to enjoy. Also, right. yeah. So yeah, it, it's something. And again, it's just building something out of nothing. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the podcast or the car, or the truck. Right. Um, it's just interesting to me, or just, just to see the process, or just a piece of furniture. Yeah. Right. I built. I built a shelf. Right. Big shelving unit. I built mm-hmm. a um, a TV console. I tell my kids, so when I croak, y'all, y'all can have, so I got to build a third thing. So right, I don't right, have the right. third thing. So when I yeah. croak, they can each take something that, that dad built. Yeah. Right? Maybe yeah. the scout will be something that right. dad built That's right. over and over and over. Right. <laughs> Just rebuild it over and over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, and I, I, I wonder if it's because I'm in pharmacy and there's not a lot of creativity in pharmacy mm-hmm. um, that I have to have those other. Yeah. outlets right and it's interesting because your job you really have to know you know materials and math and structure and loads but yet you create right you create something yeah yeah that's interesting so do you actually doodle and draw did you do a lot of that oh man up? I still do that do you so my, someone pointed that out I was doodling something mm-hmm. it makes it look like I'm not paying attention right sometimes it's true right but most of the time I'm just doodling and I think better while I doodle do you or I pay attention better while I'm doodling. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. What do you like to doodle? Is there something something you particularly like to doodle? I like patterns. Okay. I like shading. Oh, yeah. So I like something that goes from dark to light mm-hmm. or um, that catches shadows. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of that kind of doodling. When and then push- I also like to draw F-16s. I don't know why that is, but I always <laughs> like to draw F-16 really? fighter jets. I don't know what it is. Do you start that when you're young? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I did really young. Yeah, I remember we drew, we draw that type of stuff, and then we also spaceships were fun to draw. Right. I remember drawing. Do you ever draw the space shuttle on the landing pad? I remember drawing that. Oh no, I never drawing that. the whole. We would draw fantasy like. Oh okay. Made up starships. All right. Yeah. 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 And so, because I remember as I got a little older, there was a girl in junior high that said, "Aren't you a little old to be doing that?" It's like, <laughs> I enjoy doing this. Beat it. That's right. <laughs> well. It don't sound right, uh, but um, you've come to the end of another That Don't Sound Right. Hey, before we close, we want to thank everyone for listening. Again, we just surpassed 10,000 downloads. It's very exciting for us. If this is your first time, if you're number 10,001 and you enjoyed the conversation, would you consider hitting the subscribe button on your podcast app? Also consider leaving us a review or a rating. 
Uh, remember, Wonderfully Made Designs, Peter, is a small business specializing in custom-made T-shirts and decals. If you haven't ordered your T-shirt from Casey yet, go to uh, see Casey on Facebook at Wonderfully Made Designs 139.14. The numbers are important, so yep. there's lots of under, other Wonderfully Made Designs. Make sure you put the numbers in there. One, what are those numbers again? <laughs> wonderfully Made Designs 139.14. Perfect. Use code TDSR10 for 10% off your first order. Is that coupon code still going? Coupon code is still going for us. Wow. So That Don't Sound Right is a production of TDSR Podcast in conjunction with Campbell City Studios. I am your one of your hosts. Uh, <laughs> not a farmer, not a comedian, <laughs> uh, but, but you but sound engineer. But you are funny. Uh, well, thanks. <laughs> thanks. The... Um, Sound engineer Cecil, um, Cecil, Peter is your other host and your web designer. Um, and go see the website if you haven't seen it in a while. Um, our occasional barista is Camille. Uh, Emily is our graphic designer. Ella does our Instagram. Giorgio tests our merchandise. Brent is our brand ambassador. And as always, Scott is listener number one. <laughs> I did it backwards. Listener number one is Scott. Scott. So until next week, keep talking. And stay curious. Mm-hmm.